Hi everybody, Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio with an update on the Paris radical Islamic terrorist attacks. Reports show 129 people are dead, 352 injured and 99 of the injured are in critical condition after the terrorist attacks in Paris, France on Friday, November the 13th, 2015. Three coordinated attack teams of Islamic terrorists, some with AK-47s, some acting as suicide bombers, attacked seven sites throughout the French capital with the worst carnage occurring at the Bataclan concert hall with at least 89 murdered. Eight terrorists died during the attacks with seven killing themselves in suicide blasts and the last being shot by police. It's reported that the Paris attackers shouted, it's for Syria and Allahu Akbar, but many pundits and politicians and usual suspects are of course warning that we shouldn't speculate about the allegiance of the attackers. Could be Scottish. One of the attackers was a young Frenchman known to the authorities, but a Syrian passport was found near the body of another attacker, identifying the man as a Syrian refugee who entered the European Union through Greece last month. Another of the terrorists was in possession of an Egyptian passport and three suspects are believed to have originated from Brussels. One of the attackers who died at the Stade de France stadium is believed to have been as young as 15 years old. France, of course, has been on edge since January when Islamic terrorists attacked the satirical newspaper Charlie Hebdo, leaving 20 people dead, including three of the shooters. ISIS released a statement on Saturday, November 14th, claiming responsibility for the attacks. Quote, a group of believers from the soldiers of the caliphate, may Allah strengthen and support it, set out targeting the capital of prostitution and vice, Paris. Paris was thereby shaken beneath the crusaders' feet who were constricted by its streets. Let France and all nations following its path know that they will continue to be at the top of the target list for the Islamic State and that the scent of death will not leave their nostrils as long as they partake in the crusader campaign. Indeed, they said, this is just the beginning. ISIS has also added, the American blood is best, and we will taste it soon. French President Francois Hollande has closed the borders due to the unprecedented terror attacks, as they've been called, and has vowed that France will wage merciless war on ISIS in response. France remains under a nationwide state of emergency at the moment. What preceded these attacks? Well, on Sunday, November the 8th, France conducted an airstrike on Syria's oil infrastructure, which was the latest in a series of military measures. President Hollande claimed that an ISIS training camp in eastern Syria posed a threat to French security and ordered it destroyed, accomplishing the task, as he claimed, without sufficient civilian casualties. France of course, has been involved in airstrikes in Iraq as part of the U.S.-led coalition since 2014, but has previously restrained from attacks in Syria in order to avoid strengthening President Bashar al-Assad. Hollande's strategy reportedly changed because of growing concerns about the Syrian refugee crisis. Alternatively, you could just not let the refugees into your country instead of bombing it. In February 2015, ISIS released a French-language video warning France not to participate in United States-led attacks in Syria, claiming that operatives were already within France awaiting instructions for attack. Quote, 
Islamic State fighters are deployed everywhere and your nightmare begins now, along with the real war. French military action occurred despite a parliamentary vote against any such actions and national polling showing that 64% of the French population opposed military intervention. Good job, democracy. What is the bigger picture of what is happening to the demographics of France? Although French law prohibits the collection of official statistics, statistics about the race or religion of its citizens, it is estimated that 9.84% of the French population is Muslim. Almost 10% of the French population is Muslim. Here you can see a little over 66 million people in France as a whole, 6.5 million Muslims. From 2000 to 2014, asylum applications by country. You can see here in Germany, the roller coaster, possibly to hell itself, and uh, the other countries are bumping around, Spain at the bottom, followed by Sweden and uh, the United Kingdom. This is um, over the 14, 15 year period, 2000 to 2014. Asylum applications by country. This is the number of asylum applications from 1985 to 2014. Germany, almost 3.3 million. France, 1.23 million. The United Kingdom, almost 1.1 million. Sweden, 838,000. Spain, 176,000 and change. And if we zoom in, just to 2014 asylum applications, Germany, 202,815. Sweden, 81,325. France, 64,310. United Kingdom, 31,945. Spain, 5,615. I think a few people tried to get into Japan, and Japan said no. These demographic changes in France have been occurring for some generations. They are partly a legacy of colonization that occurred particularly in Algeria. What are some of the drivers behind it? In a 1974 speech to the United Nations General Assembly, the second president of Algiers stated, one day millions of men will leave the southern hemisphere to go to the northern hemisphere, and they will not go there as friends, because they will go there to conquer it, and they will conquer it with their sons, the wounds of our women will give us victory. His words were prophetic. In fact, the majority of Muslims in France are of Algerian descent. Now, outbreeding what are called the infidels is a rather popular idea amongst Muslim religious leaders. Here is a quote from a leading Norwegian imam in 2006. We're the ones who will change you. Just look at the development within Europe where the number of Muslims is expanding like mosquitoes. Every Western woman in the EU is producing an average of 1.4 children. Every Muslim woman in the same countries is producing 3.5 children. Our way of thinking will prove more powerful than yours. More recently, a top imam told Muslim migrants to breed with Europeans to, quote, conquer their countries. He said, Europe has become old and decrepit and needs human reinforcement. They are not motivated by compassion for the Levant, its people and its refugees, he stated. Soon we will trample them underfoot, Allah willing. 
Throughout Europe, all the hearts are enthused with hatred toward Muslims. They wish that we were dead, but they have lost their fertility, so they look for fertility in our midst. We will give them fertility. We will breed children with them because we shall conquer their countries. Migrating to spread Islam to foreign countries is considered a praiseworthy act among Muslims. Despite making up only 9.84% of the population, Muslims account for 70% of inmates in France's prisons. And again, it's illegal under France's strict laws to count the number of Muslim prisoners, but experts agree that these figures are accurate uh, estimates, uh, and uh, there are some prisons like those near Paris and Marseille seeing an even higher percentage. The total number of prisoners in France, 67,500, Muslim prisoners, 47,250, other prisoners, 20,250. France's incarceration rate per 100,000. Non-Muslims are incarcerated in France at a rate of 34 per 100,000. The Muslim population in France is incarcerated at a rate of 727.2. Yay, diversity. In other words, the incarceration rate among Muslims is more than 21 times higher than the non-Muslim population. European Union terrorist attacks, according to Europol report. In 2013, a total of 152 terrorist attacks occurred in, the five EU, in five EU member states. The majority took place in France. You can see here on the right at 63, 35 in the United Kingdom, 33 in Spain, 14 in Greece, 7 in Italy. Attacks using firearms were the most common form of attacks despite, and then of course the most frequent in France, most of the terrorist attacks occurred in France using firearms despite the fact that it's essentially a massive gun-free zone, but only for the victims. So good job gun control, been disarming people for the last 200 years about in Europe. This is European Union terrorism related arrests from the Europol report again. And again, the sources for all of this are below the video. In 2013, 535 individuals were arrested for offenses relating to terrorism. Most of the arrests occurred in France, you can see here, at 225, in Spain at 90, and the UK at 77. Terrorism-related arrests in France amounted to 42% of all terrorism-related arrests in the European Union. A continuous increase in the number of arrests for religiously inspired terrorism has been observed since 2011. France is the country in Europe which has also seen the highest number of people, estimated by the Brookings Institute at over 900 per month, traveling to Syria to join the Islamic State. Oh, but don't worry, they're probably going to be back. Positive attitude towards ISIS. This was a survey conducted. How do people feel about ISIS? Well, in France, 27% of the population of France, from the age of 18 to 24, 27% have a positive view towards ISIS. Now, you may notice that this is quite a bit higher than the 9.84 percentage point of Muslims, 
in France, which either means, of course, that a lot of non-Muslims have a positive view of ISIS, or another possibility is that there are a lot more Muslims in France than people think. Of course, you can't keep these statistics because apparently numbers are racists. Among ages 25 to 34 in France, 22% have positive attitudes towards ISIS. Age 35 to 44, 20%. See, we're down to only one out of five people in France who have a positive view of ISIS. The number is, of course, much lower in Germany. 3, 4, and 3% for the age ranges, and 4, 6, and 11% for the United Kingdom. So, 15% of the French population as a whole say that they have a positive view of ISIS. That works out to a little over 9.9 .9 million people in France. This is compared to 7% in the United Kingdom and 2% in Germany. The share of ISIS supporters is largest among France's younger generation, as we see here, 27% have a, have a positive attitude towards ISIS. And the survey was among 1,000 people aged over 15 years and over 18 in Britain in each country. The poll was conducted by ICM Research for the Russian news agency, Rossiya Segodnya. Here's a pretty good test for, say, cultural compatibility with a relatively free and open society. What are your thoughts and opinions on suicide bombing? Well, these questions have been asked and answered. What is the Muslim support for suicide bombing by country in Europe? Let's find out, shall we? Ah, here we go. So in France, 35% of all Muslims support suicide bombing. Among 18 to 29-year-olds, that number goes up to 42%. So if we just go with the official or unofficial, semi-official estimate that there are 6.5 million Muslims in France, that means 2,275,000 Muslims in France support suicide bombing. Let's say that again, shall we? Just in case you didn't get it the first time. 6.5 million Muslims in France, according to these numbers, 2,275,000 of those support suicide bombing. Can you feel the cultural enrichment? I bet you can, coming right through your forehead. Now, since we're looking at polls, the January 21st, 2014 survey found that 66% of the French population believe there are too many foreigners in France. 59% believe, quote, immigrants do not try hard enough to integrate. And 63% of French people think that Islam is not compatible with French values. But because it's a democracy, they're ignored, just like they're ignored when they don't want their government to go and bomb Syria. In Spain, 25% of the Muslims support suicide bombing, 29% of the 18 to 29s. In Great Britain, just under a quarter of the Muslims support suicide bombing, 35% of those 18 to 29. In Germany, 13% to 22%. In the United States, 13% of the Muslim population support suicide bombing, but 26% of those 18 to 29, not counting those who just came to New Orleans. Of course, the wrongs don't ever occur on only one side of a conflict. Let's look at the top five arms exporting countries in the world from 2000 to 2014. Oh, look, that's a lot of white people and a lot of white countries. Not good, my friends, not good. The United States, of course, the top exporting death merchant on the planet, followed by Russia. Germany, of course, vies with France. For three and four, the United Kingdom 
sits at the bottom. Now, we're going to talk about this per capita in a moment. These are all in millions of US dollars in constant 1990 prices. Again, the source is below. Since the year 2000, France has exported $25.1 billion worth of arms and weaponry throughout the world. Do you feel like it's your government's job to keep you somewhat safe? I guess that's the common narrative. How's that working out? You know one way not to keep a population safe, in fact, to expose it to huge amounts of danger, is to export all of the face-shredding weaponry that you can cram into trucks all around and sell it to dictatorial hell holes around the world, because that's never, ever going to bounce back on you, right? Top 10 arms exporting countries, total 2000 to 2014 in millions of US dollars, constant, consistent 1990 prices. The United States sold $110 billion of weaponry, Russia, $92 billion, Germany, $27 billion, France at $25 billion, UK, $17 billion, China. Remember, it's a dictatorship, so that's really bad. Oh, boy, just a little over 10% of what the United States sold around the world, China at $13 billion, Italy at $9 billion, Israel at $8 billion, the Netherlands at $8 billion, and the Ukraine at $8 billion. See, they tax you in order to create weapons to sell to foreigners who can attack you. Isn't it a great game? Per capita, it's even worse. In 2014 alone, uh, France sold nearly $2 billion worth of arms and was the world's third largest arms selling country. But by ca per capita, France $378.3 per capita of arms sales. That's even more than the United States at 342.3. Russia coming in at the number one, $637 and change per capita. So France is the second biggest arms dealer in the world by population. How's that working out for you French people? Are you pissed yet? If you're not, just start again until you are. Where is France selling its weaponry to? Top five, five arms sale customers, 2000 to 2014. United Arab Emirates, it number one. Look, they're selling to dictatorial communist China, $2.9 billion, and to Singapore at $1.9 billion, and to Saudi Arabia, bastion of separating atheists from their heads at $1.7 billion, and Morocco, $1.5 billion. You understand that the sociopaths in charge have no care or concern for your life. You matter about as much to them as a sociopath thinks about a pawn in a chess game being played on the other side of the world a thousand years ago. You are merely livestock for them to extract taxes from so that they can make money selling death weapons to death merchants around the world. Of course, the United Arab Emirates, number one! in arms sales from France has been criticized for its human rights record, or lack thereof, including the role of Sharia law in its legal system. There is no principles for these people. So clearly the French government has no problems whatsoever selling tens of billions of dollars of advanced weaponry to foreign dictatorships, because you see, foreign dictatorships can have weapons, but as a French citizen, no, 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 not even a little bichotter for you. 
Under French gun control laws, handguns are almost universally banned, except for very narrow exceptions. And, quote, ownership of fully automatic firearms is prohibited for civilians, because that way terrorists will never get a hold of them. When it comes to semi-automatic firearms to get a permit, an individual in France must go through extensive background checks, must maintain, quote, an active shooting club membership and must go to the shooting range at least three times a year. Permits also involve, quote, seeing a doctor every year to declare the applicant physically and mentally capable of owning a firearm and much more. Not sure that these standards apply to, say, Saudi Arabia or Morocco or the United Arab Emirates. I guess we can look it up and see. Oh, I looked it up. They don't. This is much more strict than anything that goes on in America. The French government even limits the number of guns owned by an individual and even the total number of cartridges one can purchase annually. Shockingly, despite these strict regulations, French authorities have utterly failed to keep firearms away from criminals. So predictable. In fact, the number of illegal weapons in the country has increased by double digits in percentage point for years, according to a state monitoring agency. AK-47s were used in the Paris terrorist attack and the Charlie Hebdo attacks in January. The number of registered guns in France is just a little bit over 2.8 million. The number of total guns, both registered and illegal, in France by civilians, held by civilians, is estimated at 19 million. See, 2.8 registered, 19 million in total. Seems like a discrepancy. Oh well, I'm sure one more regulation, and that discrepancy will vanish in a shower of blood in a gun-free zone. The French black market for weapons has been inundated with Eastern European war artillery and arms, noted the head of a French police union. They are everywhere in France. AK-47s sell for about 1,000 to 1,500 euros on the black market. So, if you want a free society, if you want an open society, you need some level of cultural homogeneity. This has been proven again and again and again throughout history. You can have a free country, or you can have a country whose government is involved in selling tens of billions of dollars worth of arms to foreign governments. See, if you're an arms dealer to a foreign government, said population being ground into a fine totalitarian dust by that foreign government, not big fans of your government or you. See, like it or not, people outside a democracy look at what a democracy does and sees a whole bunch of voters. Did the people who illegally declared war on Islamic countries in 2003 with Iraq and in Syria and in Libya and other countries in the Middle East, any of those leaders ever been prosecuted by war crimes? No, they're out there peddling their memoirs and saying, oops, this is how you are judged. You are in a democracy. You are judged as responsible for the policies of your government. So get off your goddamn asses and start to do something about this stuff because your inaction speaks volumes to everyone. You can have a free country, or you can have a country whose government is really into selling arms around the world. You can have a free, open society, or you can have a society whose government goes around mucking up foreign countries all over the place. You have a very interventionist foreign policy. You can go and install governments. You can go and arm people, sell weapons, and get involved in every hysterical internecine sectarian religious 
madcap conflict all over the planet, go in there and start pushing things around and mucking up the rules and selling weaponry. Or you can have a free society. You cannot have both. Make a choice. West, come home, stay home, or the war is a boomerang that comes back and beheads your children. That is your choice. Come home, stay home. Everybody, back to their corners. You, over there, you, over there, stay apart. You can be trading with everyone. Trade is a win-win situation. People are happy about it. Or you can go about poking hornet's nests all over the world while you're in a bee suit and your population dies of bee allergy, uh, allergy reactions. That is the reality. You have a free society or you have an interventionist government. You have a free society or you have a government that sells weaponry. You cannot have both. You can have a free society or you can have a society with a welfare state. Because some credible estimates are that the significant majority of Muslim immigrants are on welfare. Which means that they can create these isolated no-go zones societies where they don't have to integrate. If you don't have a welfare state, people can only come by participating in the economic life of a nation. When you have a welfare state, you create this walled-off enclosure, this biodome of ancient history that can seal itself up and drain the public purse of the taxpayers while plotting attacks against them. You can have a free society and an open society, or you can have a welfare state. You cannot have both. Everybody's asking me, what should we do? I'm not going to answer that. I am a philosopher. I don't do policy. But we do need to have honest conversations, and we need to begin examining the very bedrock and foundations of our society. We all know deep down in our heart and spleen and bones and balls that we have gone seriously off the rails in the West. Our societies are careening out of control. We have our fingers, our bloody fingers, in all of the hot, baking, violent pies in the world. We are selling weaponry. We are dousing and deluging and drowning people and slowly solidifying them into amber-like inactivity through the welfare state. We have crumbling infrastructure. We have terrible government schools. And we have a society that is falling apart. We have gone astray and we've left the principles behind that made Europe and the West great to begin with. Small, controlled, limited government, human liberty, the right to not associate. Forced association is a violation of freedom of association and forced welfare is a violation of freedom of association. If you don't have the right to discriminate, you don't really have any rights at all. So have honest conversations, people. Have honest conversations with the facts and with principles. Because things are either going to get worse or they're going to get better. The only way it's going to get better is if we tell the truth, despite the cost that it may have for us. For without the truth, there is no future at all. Thank you so much for watching.